Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likud HaLochas, Yoridea Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Talmud Torah, Halacha Aleph. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilui Nishmas, Yentafradal Bas Rabbi Yeshua Aryeh, Harini Kaporas Mishkavo, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Osher Ben Dovrish, Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Gavriel Shlomoy Ben Idis, Idis Bas Miriam Brangel, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzishalim Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Soro, David Lei Ben Shena, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Aryeh ben Rocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chavapero, Michal Sora bas Hadassa, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Libalei bas Sipoira, Yisrael Ava ben Sipoira, Shmuel Avio ben Sipoira, Avivilona bas Yispendel, Sorocha bas Yispendel, Aaron ben Sorasosha, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Gila bas Brocha, David Ben Behia, Shengel Basleya, Behibasi Bashengel, Yisrael Ben Hanaleya, Yelet Shishana Bashanaleya, Liana Golda Bashanafega, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Akiva Michoel Ben Sora Ahuva, Hillel Yisrael Ben Sora Nechem Yezalme Ben Sorafega, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yudis Gila, Vesoyach Shah Choyle Yisrael. We begin a new halacha, halacha aleph. Mokrim shenohagu lelamei Torah shebichsav b'schar muter. In those places where a person gets paid for teaching Torah shebichsav, which means the five chumashim and neviim and ksuvim, one is permitted to take payment for that. Avol Torah shebalper osu lelamei b'schar. Whereas for teaching. Mishnah is Gemara, it's forbidden to, to take money for that. Now note, interestingly, there's discussion in the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch about this, and one of the conclusions there is that the yeshivas that charge tuition for teaching Torah, for teaching Gemara, they're not charging for the teaching, they're charging as a babysitting service for watching the students. That's one of the ways that, that it becomes possible for schools, yeshivas, and, and teachers to be allowed to take money for teaching Torah. Ki isa b'divrei Rabbeinu Neiro Yoir b'maymar tehila l'david. Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 12 in Likud Yemaran. Note, he says Neiro Yoir, which means this halacha was written while Rabbeinu Zal was living. Shemi shehu tzadik a person who is a tzaddik, and when he learns Torah, he learns it for the right reasons, not for any personal benefit, kavod, or anything like that, purely to serve Hashem, and his Torah is very pure, afal pikein, despite that, behechrech tzorech sheyeh betoirosoi eze bechino sheloi lishmo there must get mixed into his Torah learning a little bit of loylishma. Loylishma means not for the right intent, not for the best intentions. Kedei sheyucha lahamshich shefa In order for the tzaddik to be able to bring down parnasa shefa, physical sustenance, materialistic sustenance to the world. Bibchinas. As the Pasuk says in Mishlei, Bismoila Oysher V'chavoy. That on the right side of the Torah, we have Oyrech Yomim, long life. <clears throat> on the left side of the Torah, we have Oysher V'chavoy, wealth and honor. So that there is this concept of a right and a left. And from the left comes Ashirus, wealth, Parnasa, sustenance, those things. So even a tzaddik who would want to stick to the right, Hashem forces him at times to veer off a little bit to the left, to engage the left, in order that that tzaddik should also be able to be a tzinor, a pipe, 
for physical, materialistic shefa to come down to the world. I remember hearing once from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, that the words loy lishma make up the word smoila. Smoila means the left, the left side. Ayin Sham Hetev. Study that chapter on Likutei Moran well. And in addition, Rav Nosan Zaleitz, quoting from there, Ki Michumish Einoi Nikra Lamdan. A person who is only knowledgeable in the written Torah, in Tanakh, does not have the title Lamdan. Lamdan means a real learned person in Torah. Rak Mishaloimed Gemara Upoiskin. It's only a person who learns Torah Shabbat Peh, Gemara and Halacha, that's how a person acquires the title Lamdan. There's Tzaddik and there's Lamdan. And Rabbi Nezal discusses those two terms in several chapters on Likud Yemran. Ki Torah Shebechsav, now Rabbi Nezal begins. Ki Torah Shebechsav, the Torah Shebal Peh, hu bechinas yoim volayla. The written Torah, is associated with daytime. The oral Torah, Torah Shabal Peh, is associated with nighttime. Kamuva, as we find the Medrash says in Medrash Tehillim, Shemoish Rabbeinu, Kishohoi Borakia, Moish Rabbeinu, during those 40 days that he was up in heaven, the Medrash asks, how did he know when it was day or night? He's, he learned the written Torah by day, the oral Torah by night. As Rabbein Azal mentions this in chapter 3 in Likut Imran, that Torah Shabal Peh is especially for the nighttime. Rabbein Azal there quotes a Gemara where the Gemara says on a Pasuk in Echa where it says, Hashem, you restored me during, during my time of darkness. And the, the Gemara says, Zu Talmud Bavli. This refers to this, the, the study of Gemara. The study of Gemara is associated with nighttime, darkness. And this also corresponds to the concept of right and left. Which are associated with day and night. <coughs> day is associated with the right side. Chesed. Boiker, it says, Vayashkem Avraham Baboiker. Avraham Avinu woke up in the morning. The Zohar Kodesh says, Boiker da Avraham. The morning when the sun comes up, when the lights go on, the Midas HaChesed, <coughs> that's, that's, that's the morning, that's the right side. And nighttime, darkness, is the left side. Nimzo, Shetor Shebechsav, Hibachinas Yoim, Bechinas Yemin. The, the written Torah is associated with daytime, the right side. V'yomin hibechinas lishma, And the right side is associated with learning Torah lishma, with purity for the right reasons only, purely for, for the honor of Hashem. As the Gemara says in Shabbos, page 63, the Gemara there quotes the Pasuk, Oirech yomim biyamina, that the Torah possesses long life on its right side, the Gemara says, la, la It means to those who, who veer to the right. She'oiskim lishma. By studying Torah purely for the right reasons, without any personal motives. Avul Torah Whereas the oral Torah is associated with night. Bechinas smoil, the left side. V'yalkein shom mezgaber be'yoiser ha'sheloi lishma. And that's why the Yetzahara, for a person to learn for the wrong reasons, for a person to learn so that people will call them rabbi, or they'll show them major respect, or they'll say, look how smart this person is, <clears throat> that applies especially in Torah Shabal Peh, in Gemara. <coughs> this Shaloi Lishma, Shehu Gamkein Bechina Smoil, which is associated with, with the left, on the left side, we have wealth and honor. And that could also be a personal learning to, 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 to get money to, for pay, that that's their main motivation, the money element, or kavoy. 
And the Gemara says that that part of the Pasuk, that refers to a person learning not for the best reasons, which is referred to as the left side. And this is why the Torah tells us it's forbidden to teach Torah Shabal Peh for money. Because when a rabbi is teaching beginners, whether it's small children or whether it's a person who never learned before, and therefore they're on a very low level, they're on a beginner level, that's, a, that's referred to as sleep, which is a concept of moichen dekatnus. Sleep means when the brain is operating on, the low, on a very, very low flame. When a rabbi who's very knowledgeable in Torah is teaching beginners or small children, he's got to go down, down, down from his high-level intellect. He's got to go down, down to a baby level in order to teach them. That's called Shena. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in a chapter on the Kutimran. in the 20s, in the Chafs, where Rabbi Nezal speaks there, he defines different levels, different types of Shena. Hainu shetzorech lochoyrit sichloi ulahal b'shoitzloi kifi moyach hakotam. The rabbi has to lower his intellect and cloak his, his knowledge and wisdom to to reach this small brain, this child, or this beginner. And Rabbi Nezal tells us there that when a person sleeps or when a person lowers their intellect to a very low level, they're not operating on a high level, <clears throat> that's like sleep. That's also like sleep, which is a time when a person's brain is nishadesh, it's refreshed and renewed. <clears throat> As Rabbeinu Zal also speaks about this in chapter 35 in Likut Imran. Could be that that's what I was referring to, 35, not in the 20s. <clears throat> and this is why Rabbeinu Zal expounds on the Gemara in Baba Basra, where the Gemara says, Katimchi <clears throat> liyenuka. When you'll, when you'll strike a child, do it with a, with a shoestring, very, very gently. And Rabbi Nezal says over there that that's referring to the renewal of one's brain, of one's consciousness, that takes place when a person is sleeping. Take a look over there in Likud Imran, where Rabbi Nezal interprets that Gemara. Because when a person is teaching a small child or a beginner, that's also referred to as sleep for the teacher, for the Rebbe. That gives his brain his chachas. When a person lowers the, 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 the intensity of how their brain is working, it gives the brain an opportunity to be nishadish. Lahavta, like when you put a car in neutral and the battery get, energizes, that kind of thing. And this is why it's forbidden to teach Torah Shabal Peh for money. So that the Loy Lishma, that left side, shouldn't become too strong. By the person's teaching being purely for the sake of money. And then that will result in the opposite of a renewal and a rejuvenation of the brain. Because instead, this will strengthen the klipas, the forces of tumor is a term used to refer to the chips, gold chips. When you're, when you're refining gold, 
the parts that fall away, the psoilus, the waste matter that falls away, is referred to as susvisa dedavo. And the Zohar Kodesh uses that term to refer to the klipois, the sitrachra, the, the moisrois, the waste matter. Shehu bechinas achirus hamoichen. That's a spoilage of the brain, not a renewal of the brain. That's a spoilage of the brain when, this, when the loyli shmo, when that left side gets out of hand. And that's why it's forbidden to teach Torah Shabal Peh for money. Because we want the one that's teaching this Torah to experience a hischachus of the Moich, a rejuvenation of the Moich, by teaching this child or this beginner, which, which for the teacher is like sleep. And when we talk about renewing and refreshing the brain, we're talking about removing from it the susvisa dedava, this, this, these chips that have to fall away, this waste matter that has to fall away when we're refining a precious metal. And the main area where it's forbidden to take payment is when teaching Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral Torah, which is associated with the left side, Bechinas Laila, nighttime, that's where the Lishma is strongest when a person's on the left side, because again, loy lishma makes up the words smoila, the left side. Aval Torah whereas the written Torah, shehi bechinas yoyim, which is associated with day, bechinas yemin, the right side, bechinas lishma, ein shom pachad kol kach me bechinas shaloy lishma. There we're less worried of the loy lishma getting involved or getting out of hand. Because when one is teaching the written Torah, there's less chance, the, the loy lishma doesn't get involved so much, because again, there isn't so much kavod in that. When a person's teaching Gemara, Gemara is a higher level, and if a person shows their shrewdness, how they understand the Gemara, or how they can say a chiddush on the Gemara, that kind of thing, that's where the potential of the Loyalishma is much stronger. That they say, wow, he's such a lamdan, he's so smart, he's able to say things that nobody understands or nobody can follow. Therefore, it's permitted for a teacher to take payment for teaching Torah Shebersav, where it's the custom to be paid for it. Because the loy is not so powerful there by the Torah Shebersav. Adarabba, just the opposite, roi On the contrary, Rav Nosanzal says, it's advisable to teach for payment. Because even if, as a result of getting paid for teaching, the, the rabbi, the teacher, have a little bit of a loyalish shmo that will have his eye on the money a little bit. He nechsheves lemala. That's that's special. Hashem will consider that special. Me'achar shekol ikra limutor shevachsav he bechinas lishmo. Since the whole study of the written Torah is lishmo, azay tzrichin shom daika eze tnuah kala vedaka shaloy lishmo. It's for those people that are studying Torah lishma all the time, Hashem needs them to veer off course, to go a little bit off course to that left side, to loy lishma, kedei laham shefa, in order to enable them to be able to bring down the money, the oisha, the ashiras, the parnasa, which comes from bechinas besmoila oisha v'chavid, which comes from the left side. This is why the tzaddik, has to go to that left side a little bit, a drop. And that's why it's permissible to teach the written Torah for money. Because we're not afraid that the Loy is going to get out of hand over there. 
because the written Torah is associated with day, the right side. Where over there, there's less fear of the klipois being able to attack and latch on. And if a slight thought, a slight deviation will, will happen to this one who's teaching the Torah Shabbat Sav, that he'll deviate a little bit into Loilishma, Adarabba, then just the opposite, it's not going to be a problem, it's going to be a solution. It'll be a benefit to the world, it'll be a benefit to Klal Yisrael. Since this rabbi, this teacher, and the material he's teaching, Torah Shabbat is far from loy lishma. The chol halimud hu lishma. All of the learning is lishma. Tzrichin behechrech eze bechina shaloy lishma. It requires mixing in a little bit of loy lishma kedei lahamshich shefa in order that that person should be able to have a connection, a slight connection to that left side, in order to be able to draw down Shefa to the world. Bechinas b'smoila oyshev. V'zeh sham rabbi seinazal, and this is why the Gemara says in the Dorim, page 37, shal Torah sav mekablam schara, that for the written Torah, a person is allowed to accept payment, bishvil pisuk taimen, in order in, for, for teaching the musical notes, the musical notes of the Torah, that kind of thing. People teaching bar mitzvah lessons, teaching a, a bar mitzvah bachar to read the Torah with the proper musical notes. Because it's known, Shebechinas Hataimen, Hibechina Ho Elyoina, Shebechol Hamadregois, that the, the musical notes of the words of the Sefer Torah are the highest level of all four components. Shel Tamim, Nekudois, Tagim, Oisios. The letters of the Torah are comprised of four parts. The letter, the, the crowns on the letters, on nine of the letters, shatnis gets, the vowels underneath, and then the musical notes. The musical notes are the highest level. And that's why in order to teach, in teaching the musical notes, the teacher is allowed to accept payment. There's no fear over there of the klipois getting involved. So that the loy lishma shouldn't get out of hand. Because when we go up there to the tamim, that's like the keser. That's a place which is kuloy toiv, all good. There's no left side. The sitrachra doesn't get involved at all. Bechinas. As the Pesach says, as it says in the Shmon Esrei of Musaf on Shabbos, Toyameho Chaim Zochu. Those who taste the Torah are zoichet to life. But it also means, Toyameho means the musical notes are zoichet to Chaim. Shahatamim heim bechinas Chaim va'arichas yomim. The musical notes are associated with that right side, which is life, long, longevity of life, oyrech yomim, shubachinas oyrech yomim b'yamina, that long life that's associated with the right side. V'zeh bechinas ta'amu u'ra'u ki toiv Hashem. The Pesach says, taste, taste the Torah, taste a closeness to Hashem, and you'll see how good Hashem is. But again, ta'amu, the ta'amim, the musical notes, <coughs> That's the toiv, that's the pure good. Because the musical notes, they are kuloi toiv. That's such a high place where it's all good. We're not afraid of the sitra achra getting involved in any way and certainly not, not being in control in any way. Baruch Hashem. question <coughs> that over there in chapter 35 on the Kutimran, 
Rabbeinu Sal gives several examples of sleep. <coughs> One example we said was learning, learning a low level, a beginner's level of Torah. <coughs> Another example was going out to work. Compared to the intensity of a person's brain that a person should be utilizing when they're studying Torah, especially studying Torah in depth, going out to work is like a vacation. It's like sleep in comparison for the brain. It's a time for renewal. And there it definitely is for the sake of material gain. And still it does provide a renewal of the moichen. The answer is that there's all kinds of different levels. There's, there's those, there's the tzaddik, or the super Talmud Chacham, <clears throat> who for him, his sleep is Pashtei His sleep could be teaching Torah Shebech Sav, that kind of thing. For a much, much lower level person, <clears throat> who was able to devote an hour or a few hours a day to learning, but has to spend most of the day out at work, for them, their form of Hishachis Moichen is at work. And Rav Nassau writes in many places in the Kutelochas that that's why going out to work is, a, is going into dangerous territory because we are going into that place of moichen de katnus. <clears throat> we are going to that place of the left side. And that's why there's, there there's the most danger and the most problems and the most conflict when it comes to money matters, <clears throat> when it comes to money. Now again, today we find that it's extremely rare for anybody to be teaching Torah without payment. And in the Gemara, in the Shulchan Aruch especially, there are many explanations <coughs> as to how and why we're allowed to receive payment for teaching Torah, <coughs> any kind of Torah. But, but again, Rav Nassim here is giving us the principles on a Ruchni level, on a spiritual level, to give us an idea as to what's going on. I would want to make two comments on this. Number one, I remember hearing from Rebbe Yechaim Rosen, Zechron of Rocha. He once said that the, the Gemara makes a statement, A person who, who exists on the produce of their own hands, a person who earns their own livelihood, <coughs> they don't take money for, for learning Torah, anything like that, is on a higher level than a Yerei Shamayim. A Yerei Shamayim means a person who's devoted completely to Avodah Hashem and does not go out to the work environment. And the Gemara gives proof. The Gemara says because there's a Pasuk, when it comes to a Yerei Hashem, there's a Pasuk, Ashrei Yerei Hashem. When it comes to a person who earns their own living, the Pesach says, Yegiya kapecho ki ashrecho v'toivloch. That a person who eats from the labor of their own hands, they support themselves, ashrecho v'toivloch, a double bracha. And the Gemara says, ashrecho boilam azeh v'toivloch loilam That person will have this world and the next world. And he asked, just for going out to work, a person gets such big bracha, such... And he explained, quoting one of the one of the Mephoshim, that note it says Nene Miyagia Kapoi. It says that the person is being is being paid for the work of their hands. We're talking about people who even when they go out to work, their hands are working, their body is involved in the work, their brain is connected to Hashem, thinking about Hashem, only thinking about Hashem, thinking Torah, thinking, thinking Dveikos Hashem, etc., etc. But the question is, what about all of those people whose work involves brain power? It's not sewing buttons or sides, it's something that requires really having your head into the work. And the answer is, he explained there that even for those people, in the brain, there are two levels. There's the chitzonius of the brain, and there's the pnimius of the brain. There's the outer level and the inner level. And even those people who, when they go out to work, have to use their brain, still it's extremely important that the choicest part of the brain, the pnimius part of the brain, 
is connected to Torah always, even when the person's at work. They don't forget, they don't let go of the connection to They don't take a break from the Torah. They're still connected. The pnimius of the mind is still connected to Hashem, to Torah. The chitzonius, the outer level, the lower level of the brain, is being put into whatever work they're doing. That that's what it's referring to. That's one point. Another point, we find when Rav Nosenzal first came to Rav Nosenzal, Rav Nosenzal's wife had had several miscarriages. And, and they were very hopeful. They wanted desperately to have children. <clears throat> so at one of the first meetings with Rav Nosenzal, Rav Nosenzal brought up the topic without Rav Nosenzal telling him the problem at all. <clears throat> Rav Nosenzal brought up the, 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 the issue. <clears throat> And Rabbi Nezal said that it requires a pidyon. <coughs> Rabbi Nezal said, said that it requires a pidyon. So Rabbi Nezal said, of course I wanted very much to give the Rebbe, to give money, to give <coughs> support to the Rebbe. So Rabbi Nezal's response was, no, no, for teaching you that I should be paying you. Because the Zohar Kodesh says, ashray, ashray to the person who chases after people, after Rishoim, or people who need to learn Torah, people who are poor in Torah, Ashrei, Ashrei to the person who holds the hand of such a person and brings them close. So Rabbi Nezal said, for that, for teaching you, that I have to pay you. But as far as the issue of children, and he said, I don't, I don't want money, I need chairs, I need chairs. Rav Nosenzal said, gladly, gladly, and he bought six chairs for Rav Nosenzal, and he had six children. Rav Nosenzal had six children. And I believe he commented once in later years, had I known, I would have brought 16 chairs. So the, this issue of, of, of one who's teaching Torah, one who's involved in outreach, on one hand realizing how fortunate that it's the greatest privilege in the world to teach Torah, and to, to bring people close to Hashem, that's his attitude. The ones who are on the receiving end need to know that it's their greatest privilege to be taught, that there's no greater gift that a person can give someone than teaching them Torah or bringing them close to Hashem. Any questions? I remember that uh, it's a person whose name sometimes you can learn from everyone. The, the name Gedalia Fenster is a little famous <coughs> these days. He's reaching many people. And years ago, when he was first starting to learn Breslov, and he heard that we had recorded Likute Maran, the Holy Kute Maran, and the Holy Kute Alachas, that there were a few thousand shiurim, he sent an email saying, please send me everything you have. Put it on a flash disk on whatever it is. Please send me everything you have. And that request I've received throughout the years from a number of people, not often, but once in a while somebody says that, but most of the people will start and then, uh, and then somewhere taper off, wait towards the beginning. By him, Hashem blessed him that he was motivated, inc incredibly motivated. And when he received it, when he received this, this, this technology thing, which had on it a few thousand shurim, he wrote me back an email, if I would give you a million dollars, it wouldn't be enough at all to pay you for what you just sent me. Notice he had an appreciation, he realized the value. And Baruch Hashem, he invested a lot of time listening to the shurim, going through, I believe, the Holy Kutimran and possibly the Holy Kutelochis, or maybe uh, uh, some of it. And, and as a result, he wasn't intending to, to give shurim at all. He wasn't intending to teach at all. He was a, a working businessman and, and a beginner, sort of, in, in Limur Torah. But Hashem worked out circumstances. He was put in a position where he was asked to speak, and he started speaking. And he saw that Baruch Hashem, a person who learns Rabbi Nezal Sforim, has a lot to say, has a lot to give. We find, even by Rabbi Nezal, that after spending eight years with Rabbi Nezal, high intensity, when Rabbi Nezal passed away, 
Rav Nosenzal writes that he was lost in a sense. He didn't know, like, what do I do now? While Rav Nosenzal was living, my whole focus, my mind was completely focused on Rav Nosenzal, on coming close to him, learning from him, writing down the shiurim, publishing the shiurim, everything. What do I do now? And Rav Nosenzal writes that at one point, he decided, you know what? I'll go into the shul, I'll go into shul to learn. I'll go back to learning. And he did. He started learning. And in the shul, in the base medrash where he was learning, he looked around a little bit and he saw young men who were also sitting there learning, people who were devoting their day to learning Torah. But he saw a lot of weakness. He saw that the, the people who were looked upon as people who were learning full-time and learning strong, he saw that they were using maybe 10% or 5% of their time and energy and concentration to learn. <clears throat> and it bothered him tremendously. And then slowly, gradually, he started engaging some of them in conversation. And when he would engage them in conversation, without thinking, every time they spoke about something, a flood of words came out of Rav Nosenzal's mouth. Things that he had heard from Rav Nosenzal, Torahs and Likutimran, stories, all kinds of things, which lit a fire under these young men. Rav Nosenzal says there was one young man there who he spoke to for a winter, an entire winter. And at the end of the winter, he says, his words took effect. And that person, I think, for the next five years or six years, was running with that fire and learned all four Shulchan Aras, with the Mephosh of everything, with the intense fire that Rav Nosenzal had infused in him, which he had gotten from Rav Nosenzal. We should be zirchet to learn Torah, lilmoid, ulalameid, to learn and to be able to teach, to be able to share the Torah that we learn with those who are willing to listen. Baruch Hashem. Halacha Beis. Rav Nosenzal is basing this on the same paragraph in Shulchan Aruch, that in those places where the custom is to receive payment for teaching Torah Shebechsav, the teacher is allowed to accept payment. But for Torah Shebechsav, forbidden to accept payment. Alpi hamaymar kimarach miminagin. This halacha will be based on chapter 7 in the second half of Likud Imran. Hanal behilches melamdem halacha beis. Which was also referred to in hilches melamdem that we just learned. The last set of halachas that we learned before, halacha beis, was also based on that same chapter in Likud Imran. Inyan ben v'talmid. Over there in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nassau discusses two levels of connection. The connection that a son has to a father versus the connection that a student has to a Rebbe. Shehu b'chinas hasogas dore malo v'hasogas dore mato. And Rabbi Nassau says there, this compares to the, a higher level and a lower level. Because generally, because a child comes literally from the brain of the father, the seed from which a child is produced originates in the brain of the father, the child has a natural advantage to be the closest one <clears throat> to the father in Chachma, in Torah. This is why we find that there are cases where a rabbi passed away and his son took over. In, in the, in the uh, tradition of the, the Mishnah and Gemara, Rabbi Gamliel, and then his son, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and then his son, Rabbi Gamliel. A passing down of the scepter of Torah from father to son, from father to son, etc., etc. Although that's not always the case, because the Gemara says that the Torah is not, an inherit, is not given over in inheritance. It doesn't automatically pass to the son. It's only if the son is Zoycha, to realize the, the, the importance of the father and to learn Torah from the father and to grow to the level that he's qualified to be the one to take over afterwards, then that's what happens. If not, in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was mispalel, that his son should be able to take over the mantle of leadership, and Hashem told him, sorry, sorry, Yeshua is much, much better suited for the job. 
בחינס איי מקוים כבוידוי, שהוא הסוג הסדורי מלו, ובחינס מלוי חול ארץ כבוידוי, שהוא הסוג הסדורי מטו. רבינו זל עובדיה speaks about these two levels, the higher level, the lower level, and רבינו זל says there, for those people who are on a high level, for them we have to show them that they still have a lot to learn, there's still a long way to go. So the message that has to be given over to them is, where is Hashem? You think you know about Hashem, you don't know anything yet. So that the person should realize, wow, I thought I knew, I have to start searching for Hashem. I am a koim kevoidoi. Whereas to the people who are on a very low level, and they need chizuk, they need encouragement, to them the message that has to be given over is, Meloi chol ha'oretz kevoidoi. That Hashem's kovoid, Hashem's light, fills the entire world, even the lowest places, Hashem is right there with you, Hashem is close to you. <coughs> That's the Dore Mato. And this also applies when it comes to prophets. <coughs> the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu, in his prophecy, was able to see Hashem clearly. It's called Aspaklaria Hameira. Whereas the other prophets who are on a much lower level, their, their view was called Aspaklaria She'enemeira. Not so clear, where the light wasn't so clear. I am shown, study that chapter in Likuti Maran. In order to have a good foundation for this halacha. Vehine, Rab Zal begins now. Inyan Shtei Hasogaseilu Doremala Vadorimato. These two levels that Rabbein Azal refers to over there in Likud Imran, the upper level and the lower level, <coughs> represent the entire Torah. Ki ikr hu Hashem. Because the essence of the Torah is about recognition of Hashem and understanding as much as we can about Hashem. Ve ikr and the, the real concept of understanding of Hashem is on two levels. There's two aspects of it. There's the Aye aspect, where is Hashem? And there's the Meloi Choloritz, Hashem is everywhere. <clears throat> Those two terms represent the full spectrum of recognition of Hashem. That in recognition of Hashem, there's two levels. There are times that a person learns and says, wow, now I understand. Now I understand about Hashem. I've learned something new about Hashem that I can relate to, that I can understand. And there are times that in a person's learning, they come to the realization of how much we don't understand, how much we don't know, the ayeh. And this is why the Torah begins with the word Bereshis and ends with the three words Le'ene Kol Yisroel. Bereshis Zebechinas Maimar Sosun. Bereshis is called a hidden statement. We learned about this in, those, in that earlier chapter in Malamdim that there are ten statements of creation. The Mishnah says in Pergiovois, Ba'asoro ma'amorois nivroilom. Hashem created the world with ten statements. But if you look, if you look in the beginning of the Chumash, there's only nine times that it says, Vayoymer. Vayoymer lekim yor. Vayoymer lekim tatshedeshe. Vayoymer lekim nasodom. Where's the tenth one? So the Gemara says, Bereshis is also a statement. Bereshis is called Maimar Sosom, a hidden statement, that even though it doesn't say Vayoymer in an obvious way, that's a hidden statement, which means it's the deepest and holiest of the ten statements. Shehu Bechinas Aye, Bechinas Keser, that Bereshis is associated with Aye, the Keser, the crown, the highest, highest level. Kimavur B'makamacher, as Rabbein Azal expounds on this, in chapter 12 in the second half of Likut Imran, which is entitled Aye, Aye Mekon Kevoidu. Vezehu Bechinas 
We mentioned before that the word Aye is Marameis for the three upper spheroids. The Aleph, Aleph is like the word Pele, the same letters as the word Pele, which means wondrous, which is a term applied to the Keser, and Yud and He are Chachma and Bina, like in Hashem's name Yud Kevavke. So Aye is Keser Chachma Bina, Aye is the top of the top. That's why on Shabbos morning, at Musaf, during Musaf, when we say Keser, when the Chazan is repeating the Shemun Esra, we say Keser Yitnu Lecha, in that Keser we find Aye Mekoyim Kevoidoi. Vezeo Bechinas Hasogas Dori Malo. That's the level of knowledge of the people who are on the higher level. That's the way we relate to them. We relate to them by making them realize that they don't know anything. You know so, you don't know anything yet. So that they're saying, where is Hashem? I thought I knew, I thought I saw. After learning what I've learned now, I realize I don't know anything, I don't see anything. That's the beginning of the Torah. And the end of the Torah, it ends with the words, Le'enei kol Yisroel, <clears throat> before the eyes of the entire Jewish people. That corresponds to that limud that Hashem is everywhere. <clears throat> As it says there in that final pasuk, <clears throat> the great miracles and the awesome things that Moshe Rabbeinu performed before the eyes of the entire Jewish nation. That's an example of Hashem's glory filling the entire world. That Pasuk is referring to the miracles that Moshe Rabbeinu performed before the eyes of the entire Jewish people. It was revealed that Hashem rules the entire world. Bechinas meloi chol oretz kevoidoi. His kevoid is over the entire world. Vezeo bechinas le'enei kol Yisrael. That's this concept of before the eyes of the entire Jewish people. Shenizgala l'kus Yisbaro kaviyochel le'enei kulam. Hashem was revealed to all of their eyes. Everyone was able to see kaviyochel. Bechinas meloi chol oretz kevoidoi. That message that Hashem is everywhere. <coughs> That's the level of understanding and perception that we're trying to give over to the people who are on a low level. Nimza, we conclude therefore, that the Torah has in it both of these aspects. It has the Aye message and it has the Meloi Choloretz message. And this also relates to the written Torah and the oral Torah. Shem bechinas yoyim volayla, which are compared to day and night. Bechinas aspaklaria hameira, vaspaklaria shein hameira. A clear view and a not so clear view. Shem bechinas dorei mala v'dorei mato, which are also the upper level and lower level. Ki Torah shebechsav hi bechinas yemin, bechinas yoyim, bechinas aspaklaria hameira. The written Torah, we said, is associated with the right side, which is daytime, which is clear view. Bechinas Shomayim, which is associated with Shomayim. Shezeh Bechinas Doremala, which is the higher level. Bechinas Aye. The Torah Shebalpeh, whereas the oral Torah, who Bechinas Smoil, is associated with the left side. Bechinas Laila, nighttime. When we don't see so clearly, the lower level, those that are referred to as earthly, Shamayim and Eretz. Shamayim is the higher place, Eretz is the lower place. Where the message there is that Hashem's Kovoid fills the entire Eretz. And therefore, for teaching the oral Torah, it's forbidden to take payment. Because the main focus in Torah Shabal is to reveal the Das, 
The message there is that Hashem is everywhere. And when a person wants to be paid, and he's focusing on the money, then the person falls into foolishness. Because the main foolishness comes from taivas momoin, an excessive desire for, for money or a desire for an excessive amount of money. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in Torah Samachtes, and then <clears throat> when a person falls into this xilus, then the das leaves, the nisalim hoer, and the light becomes hidden. And then that message that Hashem's kavod fills the entire world is not is not visible. Avlal Torah shebechsav. Whereas when it comes to the written Torah, shehi bechinas hasogas dore mala, which we said is associated with the higher level, bechinas ayim ekoim kavodoi, muter lekabel schar. There, a, a teacher is allowed to be paid. On that high level, in that high place, the sitrachra has no attachment. It cannot attach itself. And a person who is to that type of understanding, the sitrachra cannot attach itself at all whatsoever. This is introduction, and then now Rav Nosanzal is going to explain this more clearly in the next paragraphs. Any questions? Tomorrow, Thursday, is Yom Yerushalayim. It's the day in the, in the 1967 war, the Melchem Sheishes Hayomim, when the Jews were able to retake the Kaisal Marovi, the old city, which the Jordanians had captured in 1948. <clears throat> and they're expecting all kinds of celebrations. The, those people that, that, uh, that focus on it. And, and unfortunately, our, our, the Arabs, Yamach Shimon, are, are on fire about this because of all the things going on in recent months and recent years. And there's a potential for confrontation. I, I would suggest that all of us are mispalel, that Hashem should watch over the Jews everywhere, in Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yisrael, all over the world, and Hashem should put an end, a complete end, to all the hate of all of our enemies. Those enemies that need to be destroyed should be destroyed completely and finally with the coming of Mashiach, the Gula Shleimah, Ben Amen, Amen, Amen.